0: The Ziggler Show, timeless inspiration from Zig Ziggler that's influenced over 250
1: million people worldwide, inspiring true performance in
2: your work and life today.
0: Welcome to episode 309 of The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, resident brand ambassador and marketing strategist for Ziggler. Today, we're going to talk about building trust. If you want to inspire and influence people, you must have their trust. The foundational building blocks of building trust and rapport are the same anywhere, anyhow, but the methodologies and approaches for creating trust in today's electronic and online world are different. I'm joined on this show by my friend and co-host and CEO of Ziegler, Tom Ziegler. And today we have with us an extra special guest entrepreneur on fire podcasting King John Lee Dumas. This guy has taken the podcasting and business world by storm in a very short amount of time. If you listen to business development podcasts, you know, his name well after a career in the army and some forays in business in June of 2012, John says the idea to inspire was sparked and on September 12th, 2012 he started daily podcasts interviewing inspiring entrepreneurs telling their story the show was a great success to put it mildly and in early 2013 he began taking on show sponsors that along with other revenue streams many around teaching others to podcast saw John achieve a net income of a hundred thousand dollars for the month of December 2013 in December 2014, one year later, he netted $298,000. That is significant. As a guy teaching others how to build a business podcasting, John posts the details of his income online for all to see. This really typifies the transparency of who John is and his authentic desire to serve people and pay it forward. I'm going to hand off to Tom Ziegler now as we welcome John Lee
1: Dumas to the show. John, I'm so excited you're on our show today, and I just want to thank you for having me on your show. In fact, I've told several people this. I've done, I don't know, 50, 100 shows in the last few years, and I got more comments, more Mm -hmm. emails, even phone calls from your show than all the rest combined. So big kudos to you. It's an honor to have you here on the Ziegler Show and I'm sure excited that you're out there helping kind of share the Ziggler message, the philosophy through your own venue. So tell me, how did how did the Ziggler message, how did Zig impact you in, in your own words?
2: Well, I mean, I can definitely use my own words, but Zig's words are so much better. So <laughs> I just might have to use his. But it really is built off of an essence of that you can have everything in life that you want if you just help enough other people get what you want, I mean, get what they want. And that message, those words really impacted me on the entire foundation of Entrepreneur on Fire because in all of my previous failed careers up to the age of 32, law school, corporate finance, commercial real estate, I was always focused on the success, the financial, the respect, the rewards. I was never focused on providing value or helping other people specifically. And and that's why I failed. But when I kind of flipped that on its head, put that Zig quote to use, Everything changed, and from day one, Entrepreneur on Fire has been doing just that, helping others, and it's been a, a pretty exciting and value-packed road along the way, and it's, uh, it's just been a great ride.
1: Awesome. Well, that's, that's exactly what I felt when, when you interviewed me for, the, for your show, is that it was about me, and I think the result is, speaks for itself. That's why we got calls and emails and texts and everything, because you really elevate everybody on your show, and I think that's the power of it.
2: Well, thanks. When you, I remember when you gave your number, I'm like, uh-oh, I hope you meant to do that. Because <laughs> Fire Nation, I really um, have taken a lot of pride in building up an incredibly engaged, incredibly active, and just a passionate community by doing just that, by just giving value, by doing it consistently and for free. And that's why podcasting is such a passion of mine. And that's why I love you know how you're taking your podcast and, and Ziggler's words and, and everything to the next level.
0: Well, I got to say, I also am honored, incredibly, to have been on the show. It was a great experience and, yeah, made me a fan even more so of what you are doing. And that does typify what the essence feels of Entrepreneur on Fire is it's about other people. It's about their inspiration. So on that note, uh, you began Entrepreneur on Fire. It's even on your timeline listed on your website on the About page After the idea to inspire was sparked, I love that. And (laughs) now you spend each and every day talking with people who are inspiring others, and people can't get enough of your show. I mean, in all reality, I mean, how do you handle drinking out of such a massive fire hose of
2: inspiration every day? (laughs) What an analogy! I will say that it was pretty epic last month in January. We broke a million unique listens for the month. You know, just seeing that many people getting so much inspiration. And I think it does tie back to the guests that I have. I mean, I have two proud alumni right here. And the reality is what I love about Entrepreneur Fire is it allows you a platform to share maybe parts of your journey that you haven't been able to share a lot Because you know, everybody wants to know what's working right now. Like, what are you doing right now? And that's important. And we get there on Entrepreneur Fire. But like, I want to know, Kevin, like when you just fell flat in your face. And I want people to hear that because they see you now, they're like, this guy's a stud, he's a rock star, he's doing all these things. He has these great relationships. I'll never be able to get there. And there's a huge chasm between where you are right now and where a lot of my listeners are. So let's break that chasm down. Let's show them that, hey, Kevin, you know, Tom, they went on a journey just like you can to Fire Nation. And I think that's why the audience resonates so well. And that, you know, like when Tom gives his number out, you know, they they, they feel like they can reach out to him because he he shared that he wasn't always, you know, this incredible entrepreneur that, you know, he went through his struggles too. And that's relatable.
0: It, it totally is. I got I to tell you, yesterday I went, I looked at Tom's show again and looked in the show notes and I had missed that part where he talks about you asking about his failure and the uh, big failure that he had, right? as he <laughs> came to the helm of Ziggler, I did not know that. <laughs> so it was, it was, it's so authentic. It, it's so real. Well, John, I really want to talk with you today about trust. I mean, we know it's the number one commodity to have in business and in life. People listen to your show because they trust you. Sponsors pay you because they trust you. Students fill up your podcasting classes because they trust you. And it's easy to think you must just have that gift, you know, just like Zig, you have the gift. But we know Ziglar was also, Zig was one of the most incredible students of his profession. I'm betting you've learned a thing or two about building trust. Will you share that with us?
2: So there's actually something in 2015 that I've decided to really focus on. And I've actually Termed it the trust zone. And I kind of, and maybe got a little inspired by my New England Patriots winning the Super Bowl. So I wanted a little football analogy. But basically, I was really seeing the evolution of Fire Nation, hearing about the podcast, then starting to listen, then becoming really fired up by the content, and then becoming a just consistent, you know, guzzler at that fire hose, you would say, Kevin. And, you know, really beginning to know my voice and beginning to to hear, you know, my response and my comments and the value that all of my guests were bringing every single day. And what I was really seeing that was happening with a lot of my listeners is they were moving along towards that trust zone. You know, they were starting just as somebody who had heard about me for the first time, but then the more they, the more they heard my voice, the more they heard the message, the more they heard my guests sharing great content, they kept moving closer and closer to that trust zone. Just like, you know, in football, you try to move towards the end zone. This was towards the trust zone. And that's why I love that word trust. And that's really where I'm focusing all of my efforts on in 2015 is, is how can I give more value? How can I give more free value very consistently to continue to move my audience along that field towards that trust zone? And podcasting is such an amazing medium for that because, it is intimate. I mean, right now people are listening to this. They're jogging along the beach. They're in a plane ride right now. They're driving to work. They're doing any number of things and and they're engaged because there's there's a quote that I love from Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. You don't have to say no to something else to say yes to podcasting. You can be doing the dishes. You can be folding laundry. You can be doing these things, And you can be consuming this great content and that gives people the opportunity to be engaged, to stay engaged and to consume that content in a really powerful way, getting them to know you more intimately and really building up your credibility and authority as a host. And and that's so huge, especially for somebody like me that when I launched my first podcast, that was the first foray ever into the online world. All of my previous jobs, traditional, nothing to do with being online but podcasting allowed me to build that credibility authority and intimacy quite quickly and build that trust where you know we now have a multi-million dollar a year business built off of a free daily podcast that's it oh
1: wow so john you know you talk about online you know i'm i just celebrated 50 years on this earth <laughs> and when i first started selling i mean it was face to face uh, or it was on the phone, but it was certainly not online. We didn't have computers really at our desk even when I started selling. So tell me, in building trust, and I'm, I'm a huge Seth Godin fan, and he talks about this extensively, but for our Ziegler listeners right now, we have so many entrepreneurs, so many business owners, and a lot of them are my age or even a little older. How do you, how do you build trust in an online world like you do in a face-to-face world, what are some things that you would recommend that people do?
2: Well, first off, happy belated birthday, the big five-zero. That's uh, quite the accomplishment. Awesome. <laughs> and I would definitely say this. In order to build trust when you're just starting off in the online world, or whether you're not, but you're really looking to build that trust and continued upon what you've already built – It really all comes down to niching. And, you know, people, sometimes that is just a a bad word in the entrepreneur world because people think that niching and really narrowing yourself down is scary because what are you doing? You're basically turning away potential customers because people want everybody in the world, you know, to buy their books, to buy their trainings, to buy their products, services and resources. And I get that. I, I truly do. But there's another quote that you know I really do focus on and love, and, and that's, if you try to resonate with everyone, you'll resonate with no one. And that's never been more true than, number one, today in this very busy and noisy world, but number two, when somebody's just starting off. Because when you jump into that big pool and, and everybody's swimming in it, how are you, somebody that has no experience, no credibility, no authority, which was me when I started, how are you going to stand out and ever start to build that first trust with those first few raving fans. So my biggest stress point is always find that unique selling proposition, that USP, that thing that you can dominate more than anybody else. Because, you know, frankly, Not many other people will be doing it. You have to niche down until it hurts. And for me, that was the seven-day-a-week podcast format. Nobody was doing it. Nobody was willing to put in the time and the effort because there was no promise of reward. There was no guaranteed path to success. Nobody knew how that was ever going to monetize. Neither did I. But I knew that was going to be my niche. That was going to be what put me head and shoulders above the crowd And then we could see if that worked. And that allowed me to make a little bit of a name for myself to build up some buzz. And that allowed me to get my first few raving fans that turned into momentum. And then that momentum, I was then able to niche back out. So you can always find that niche and just really dominate it, grow those raving fans, and then start backing outwards. And then you can just see, hey, I actually have grown quite the empire here. But going the opposite way, trying to start wide, I don't believe you're ever going to be able to get that momentum or traction. And again, especially in this day and age where there's just a lot of great noise and a lot of things going on at once, you need to stand out.
1: Oh, wow. Let me let me just take something away from that. Uh, you mentioned unique selling proposition. Our business partner, our business coach, his name is Howard Partridge, and he's used the term unique experience proposition. Ooh, and so what we try to do is provide a unique experience and you can't do that if you're in a, if you're serving the world. You've got to go and serve the niche. Right? The perfect person, the perfect source for your product or service. What experience can you provide them that's so unique they'll never forget you? So I love I love what you just said about combine that's the connector in me said, "Okay, experience and niche together."
2: Wow, I mean, I got to jump in here for a second because I've never liked the word selling um, because and I will tell you straight up, like I don't do a lot of selling. I do a lot of value, I get I do a lot of experiential giving. You know, a lot of my especially introductory courses and products are completely free. So there's no selling involved. It's just giving it away. And and, and unique experience proposition is such a better way to say it. If you don't mind, it's going to become my new vocabulary. <laughs> hey, I
1: can, I can, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell my our partner Howard Partridge that.
2: I'm sure. He'll okay, be, Howard well. Partridge, I'm imprinting that in. I will give him credit as awesome. many times as I can.
0: Oh man, I love. It okay, well, my takeaway that I'm going to borrow from you, I'll give you credit, is niche down till it hurts. <laughs> I do a lot of small business uh, development consulting and talk about niche, but that you know, c- can you go too narrow? Not usually, but niche down till it hurts, man. That's a coin phrase. But then I also like that you can then, once you have created success, which niching down till it hurts will will do so, then you can niche back out. So I will be crediting that with you.
2: I may get a t-shirt. Uh, Awesome. Awesome. You know, we're also going to do, we're going to get you a mic flag so you can brand yourself right here. I
0: honestly was thinking that, man, you're the maestro. I'm here to learn. So I I, I saw that and I noticed that mine is black in the screen there. So there we go, Tom. I'll bill that to the company. Uh, Hey, John, Zig, uh, literal Zig quote. If people like you, they will listen. To you. But if they trust you, they'll do business with you. Now, that really resonated with me because in this online world, social media, blogging, podcasting, it can feel very much like a popularity game. I, I've been in it and it has to me uh, felt that way sometimes. I mean, you can do a crazy stunt. We all know that that will gain massive exposure, but it doesn't mean people trust you. And as Zig says, Will do business with you. So, what's the balance for those out there doing these things between just gaining attention and gaining trust?
2: Right. So, I completely agree with that quote. And gaining attention is one thing, but if you can't turn that attention into trust, then you're not building a solid platform. You're not building a true business. So I was able to gain attention with Entrepreneur on Fire by that unique experience proposition. Howard Partridge, thank you. You know, I was really able to do that seven-day-a-week format and bring on a ton of guests and, and build relationships with those guests, which further just expanded out. So that got attention. That got me speaking gigs at some great conferences. That got me a lot of cool opportunities but then what was I going to do with that? How was I going to continue to, to really give enough value so people trusted me? And so you know, there was a, a couple things that I did, and I think this is really powerful. Sometimes people are scared, not just, again, of niching till it hurts, but they're also scared of doing things that don't scale. And things that don't scale, those are one-on-one conversations with your listeners. Those are taking the time to really answer a question in depth from one emailer that's emailing you. Guess what? Those things don't scale and people are scared of them because of it. But that is how I built trust. When I would get an email from a listener, I would take the time to respond back. And I don't just respond back via text and via like typing. I would actually use a great tool called Vocaroo, which just allows me to record a quick personalized message to them and then send it back to them that way that would open up with my voice so they don't think that I just have a VA typing back to them a canned response that I trained that VA to do. I want them to know that it's me actually taking the time to respond to them because I care about them as a listener. And that doesn't scale, but I'll tell you, I built my raving fans one person at a time by doing that. And then I used to have a a weekend show called The Weekend Jam Session. This is when I was doing five interviews a week and then two weekend jam sessions on the weekends where I would have people emailing questions and voice and voicemail and questions. And I would play those during the weekend jam sessions so that my listeners knew that their input was, was definitely wanted. It was definitely respected. It was something that I definitely wanted to, to provide back to them. So I would use those weekend jam sessions to, to share with people their names. Like, you know, oh, Dean Patino! You know, one of my first Fire Nation listeners is asking a great question. I'm going to go into some detail here, and I would answer his question specifically. But then all the other listeners that are hearing is saying, "Wow, John's taking the time to answer one listener's question." This guy, I I feel like I'm building a little bit of a trust here up for him because of that reason. So. Do things that don't scale, you know, especially when you're starting, you're getting going, take the time to engage with those first few raving fans that you're building because of the value that you're providing, because number one, they're going to give you incredible insights. And number two, they're going to allow you to really build that trust, not just with them, But with everybody that they they tell, and then with everybody that hears how you're doing this type of stuff via these weekly question and answer sessions or just publishing or just talking about it in general, they're going to see that trust grow.
0: Man, I I love that. It brings me back to uh, it's very Gary Vaynerchuk-esque with it's not scalable. It's nuts to some point, but it's true engagement, not just blowing your horn. It's honoring the followers and the listeners, which, again, man, I've seen you do so well, and it does, it stands out. Uh, so I love that. That's a great answer. Thank you, thank you.
2: Yeah, and just real quick to add to that, I'm not trying to build like the next Instagram, I'm not trying to build you know the next app that goes viral and gets like as many millions of you know people that are just downloading it for this one time experience. I'm truly trying to build a community. So, if that's your goal and you're trying to build a community, you know, or Seth Godin would say, a tribe then that's the way to build a tribe is to really start with the one individual and have that foundation and then build off of that.
1: I love it. You know, when when, uh, dad passed away two and a half years ago now, we got 13,000 comments on Facebook. Pages. And when we started reading through, here was the common thing through letters and emails and text and Facebook comments. Here's what people said. I first saw Zig Ziglar in 1994, 2007, 1985. I was with 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 of my closest friends, right? They were at a big auditorium. And then I waited one, two, three, four, even five hours in line to get his autograph. And when I spent that minute with him, it was like I was the only person in the room. Oof. In other words, Dad had this amazing ability to block out everything around him Sign the book and say, how are you doing? What's on your mind? And even though it was just a moment, it was completely unscalable. But that moment is what validated everything he stood for. It's, right, it's like you could just see him waiting in line going, is he real? Is he real? Is he real? And then when they looked into his eyes and, he, and they knew that he knew that they were there, it validated it. And I, I love that. You got to build trust, do things that don't scale. Hey, I was one yeah. of those
0: people, 1985. I was about 16 years old. I did that exact same thing. I waited in line. I got up there. I'll never forget it. I remember the look on his face. He signed my leather,
1: uh, blue leather goals planner. And it's just the truth is always the best story. Yeah. Well, this is what I tell people when I share that story is none of us can be Zig Ziglar on stage. All of us can be Zig Ziglar one-on-one. Ooh. Right, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And there's people out there who don't have the gift of gab like you do, John or Kevin, as far as hosting podcasts. But you know what? One-on-one, we can take the time and the care to answer an email just like you do. Yeah. Isn't that totally. powerful? So, John, I know since you've interviewed so many people and, and probably requests come in and you're like, who is this guy? And you're very active in online uh, business and communities. Can you just give us a couple of things that people with good intentions do? yet it erodes their trust level. What are some things that you've seen of like, oh my gosh, why are they doing that? it's, It's usually they have good intentions. They just don't know better. What are some things we can stay away from?
2: So one thing that I really see in this online world where people struggle and they do kind of have exactly what you're talking about situation happen is they build a brand and they build the brand that they believe in. And they build a brand that they stand for, that the outside world looking in looks at that brand and they see a certain glow emanating from it. They see a, a certain mission. They see a certain um, statement that's coming out of that brand. Like They get that brand. And you know, let's be honest. We all have bills to pay. We all have responsibilities. You know, We all have this. We all have that. And so then you know, this brand that's really building up some great brand recognitions, a great tribe, is starting to get that, that momentum going, starting to get that audience You know, they start getting approached by people and they start getting approached by opportunities that, you know, seem appealing financially but don't align with the core of their brands. And very quickly when people start to take in these outside influences that aren't aligned with their brands – there's a lot of damage that happens to that brand because then you have those core tribe members who are with you at the beginning and they helped you build the brand and they stand behind the brand and they love the brand. They're your evangelists. They're going out there and they're telling their friends, they're telling people at work, they're telling people at their reunion, they're telling everybody about your brand and about how they're a part of it because you you just answered a question on the last podcast that they asked and you said their name and you're answering their emails. These are your evangelists. And then you do something because you know you, you do need to pay some bills and you're and you're looking to get that quick financial win. So maybe you make an offer to that audience that you're growing that you know that just doesn't make sense. And I can give you an exact example of something that I avoided very early on, you know, despite the fact that it was very financially appealing, but that's all it was was financially appealing, is I had an audience with Entrepreneur on Fire and I was building that audience about how entrepreneurs, you know, could really Live below their means. They could become sidepreneurs. They could build a business. They could extend that runway by just being really fiscally fit with their money. And I was approached. um, This is about four months in um, by a company that did um, same day loans, and they said, "Hey, John, like we know your audience is looking to. They need capital. They're looking to start their businesses. You know, we provide same day loans." and you know, being a guy that comes from corporate finance, like I really have always had a head and I know exactly, you know, the 17, 19, 23% same day loans and what that does to people that take them. It's really done out of desperation. Then they get out into a hole they can never really get out of. And it's, it's really sad. And then plus living near military bases um, a lot of my life, cause I was in the, an officer in the U S army for eight years. Those places really do prey around military bases, unfortunately, for similar reasons. Um, and it's, it was something that it was a lot of money. It was at the time when I had not made any money for, at that point, seven months with Entrepreneur on Fire. My three months prior to launching and then my launch and then four months. So I've gone seven months without generating any, any revenue. They came to me with an incredibly um, high financial package to sponsor the podcast and it wasn't even a consideration for me. I was just like, this is so unaligned with my brand, with my vision. If I even consider doing this and bringing this to my audience, Fire Nation, who I'm growing trust with, that's going to be dashed in a second. And then my marathon that I'm looking at, building Entrepreneur on Fire into this powerful brand that's going to serve millions, will be dashed you know, for this penny for pounds type of thing. And, and, and it would have been an incredibly foolish and short, short-sighted step to take, unfortunately, I see a lot of people doing it. And it's, it's, it's tough because I know that they're doing it because you know they need to generate revenue and they think that that can be just something they do for a short time and then, and then switch and adjust back and get back to their brands. But sometimes that damage is irreparable. So you need to really be so conscious. Everything that touches your brands has to be aligned. It's critical. And it's something I've seen. Unfortunately, a lot of people go down the wrong road and never recover.
0: Well, what timely information! Uh, in full disclosure, we are going to pick your brain, Tom and I, uh, about some sponsors that have yeah. approached us with Ziggler. and that is absolutely. That was Tom's, you know, first thought is they've got to align with what Ziggler is about. And I want to get your counsel. So uh, in- incredibly timely! Uh, thank you, John, for this wealth of information. I mean, aside from inspiring hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, you've literally helped thousands of people in their podcasting efforts. So in the name of self-promotion, which, as we (laughs) talked about earlier, is not shameless because it's free. Tell us what's happening in your business that people can participate in right now.
2: Cool. So we have a lot of really exciting things going on. Um, You know, I'm really proud of the different communities that I've been able to build that people are able to go out and create their brands, their focus, their vision, their mission in life. And, and I'm just honored to have been a part of that. And you're right. You know, what I do um, starts off for sure with just the essence of giving. And to me, that giving, number one, feels so good, but it also just has this amazing ripple effect where I see that people that have taken what I've given have gone on to inspire people. And different niches that I never would have been able to touch because that third person, that third degree of separation, you know, who's passionate about, um, you know, let's say golf, you know, is, is being now inspired by somebody who was inspired by me. And, and I just love that ripple effect and how it's impacting the world. Um, So yeah, I'd love to to give a couple gifts to your listeners, completely free, but I will say of incredible value. Uh, Number one, I do have the uh, top-ranked book in all of Amazon on podcasting called Podcast Launch, Um, but don't go buy it in Amazon because uh, for you guys, for your audience, for the Ziggler audience, uh, just go to eofire.com slash gift. That book will be waiting there for you. It's my gift. Um, no email opt-in. It's nothing. It's just a free book waiting right there for you to consume wow. how you want. It will, it will teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Thousands of podcasts have been launched from that book alone, and you could truly do that. Um, but one thing that I've recently done that I'm really excited about on the podcasting vein is a course called Free podcastcourse.com and that's the that's the URL where you can just go and sign up for a completely free 15-day podcasting course that's me giving video tutorials, uh, walking you through the different steps of the process, giving you, you know, the the ins on the sponsorships and on the growing of your podcast and on the launch techniques. I just give it all and it's a complete course. You know, there's nothing at the end that's left out. And, and that 's something that I love we've had over six thousand people go through that in just the last month alone to rave reviews and I just love having more people go through um, this free content because i 'm seeing just this great shift in the world through the medium of podcasting, and I just love being a part of it.
1: Wow, fantastic, John. I tell you you know what an inspiration and a pleasure to have you on on the Ziggler show and I've got to tell you, the fact that you're living dad's philosophy, you can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want, Wow, no better way to be an ambassador of the Ziegler message than that, so I appreciate all your time and your support and what you've done, and and I can just hear everybody rewinding or playing back their their podcast right now, going back to those free gifts that you gave, that is so awesome, so I just want to, I just want to uh, sign off by saying, man, what, an, what a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for being, and I, and I hope we run into each other soon. And, and in, you know, anytime you have a message you want to get out, just give us a call because we'd love to share that on our Ziggler show. Thank you so much, John.
2: Thank you, John. It's been so much fun, guys. Thanks.
0: Thanks for tuning into The Ziggler Show. Sign up for new show alerts
1: at ZigglerShow.com. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want.